0: So glad you're doing this because for me at the beginning it was so hard. Hi
1: everyone, welcome to a new podcast episode for the Digital Nomads Daily Podcast. And I'm really excited about today's episode because we have our guest from Argentina, Buenos Aires, Maggie. Welcome to a new podcast episode. Hello, thank you for having (laughs) me. I'm excited. Cool. So in today's episode, we're going to talk about my journey and we're going to start off this episode with some quick questions. So my first question for you is how long have you been nomading?
0: Hello, everyone. I'm Magali Bejar from Argentina. I have been doing this since 2018, but we've had a very long lockdown in Argentina. So it's basically like two years plus one year in lockdown. (laughs) I think everyone can kind of relate to that, right? (laughs) Yeah, I know. I know. But it's very important because it hasn't been like three years, but I've started three years ago. Exactly. (laughs) Cool. And how do you sustain yourself? Yeah. I'm a software engineer. I've been working in tech for the last 10 years in different roles until I became a product manager. So I'm Clearly I have this very, very technical background. So I'm a technical product manager. So yeah. And I also started a project recently, a couple of months ago, that it's a podcast in Spanish. So I'm helping. <laughs> it's called Tiene Cabello Más for our speaking Spanish digital nomads. All right. So you are currently in Buenos Aires, right? Yes, I am. Um in fact I've been in Barcelona for the last three months, but then we had a huge non conference in Buenos Aires. I was a um, speaker in one of those um, events. So I came back Sweet. and I'm here now. I don't know. Sweet. What's so the name probably, of the conference? <laughs> um, I participated in one of the events that it's called Fuck Up Nights, which is like a TEDx event. Yeah. But it's very of like, common in startups. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So instead yeah. of telling like an idea or what you're doing, it's based on your failure yeah. so which is a very complicated talk like it's always hard to connect with that so having a speaker at that event that was super interesting because i i got the the opportunity to share like one of my biggest untold stories on how um i became a nomad and how those years evolved in front of hundreds of people so that was that was scary, but i'm I'm glad i I got to do that not so, so yeah, cool. and after the after the events and the conference, we started to do the the weekly meetups here in Buenos Aires. So every Thursday we get with like hundreds of nomads from all over. so. Um, everybody's welcome to join us. It's That's fun. sweet.
1: So, if you're a Spanish-speaking digital nomad and or aspiring nomad, and you have questions or you want to join a community, we will add a link in the show notes. So, if you go to digitalnomadsdaily. dot com slash podcast, you can find our episode. And there, uh, below, we will put also uh, some links so people can visit it. I think it's great. Like, it's also par- part like why we're doing this podcast. We really talk about unfiltered behind the scene kind of lifestyle because on Instagram it looks so freaking glamorous but you know there's but it's not it's not it's really not and and there are very beautiful moments but I think that yeah like what we do here is really focusing on the good but also the more challenging elements of this lifestyle just so people can be more prepared going on this lifestyle unprepared isn't isn't smart and uh, everyone has their own journey so We're sharing just your story and whatever the listeners can, you know, learn from it. They they take it home and they they do their they give their own twist to it, right? And then they start their journey, then they create their stories.
0: (laughs) So glad you're doing this because for me at the beginning it was so hard. Like I've learned everything. And I feel like all of those learnings were Kind of expensive for me because I had to put like myself into these situations to learn how to do this. When you get to a new city and you're the only one there and you don't know if there's other nomads there working or where to go. So let, let's talk a little bit about these challenges. What was one of the
1: biggest challenge of traveling by yourself?
0: For me, the, the most common one is the time some difference which i'm sure a lot of people have talked about this like if you have to work with with teams which is my case you cannot go to asia and have your team in san francisco so that's that's like physics that's a fact but to me it was always uncomfortable every time i got to a new city and i'm like where am i like i don't know anybody here not even a tourist so There's a lot of energy that you have to put into going to a random event. It could be like a meetup, a Mm -hmm. couch surfing, whatever event. Just show up and say like, hey, how are you? I'm from Argentina. That first step usually takes a lot of energy. Uh, That has been a learning for me on how to do it, how to connect fast with new people that I've never known before.
1: I can imagine that. I mean, I've been there myself as well, right? Maybe we can talk a little bit about like very practical tips for our listeners on taking that first step.
0: Uh, Yes, to join any event that you find online. In my experience in the nomad community, everybody's so loving and open and welcome that I'm still shocked that this is happening. So everybody wants to make friends. In general, people are very open because... They want to have these amazing experiences and they want to connect with other people. So yes, join a co-working space. Um, You're going to meet like-minded people. But also to me, this make the first step to get out of your comfort zone. Although you're already out, if you're traveling, just remember that we're all in the same boat. Everybody's alone in a new city and we all want to make friends. Like no one wants to leave this. Yeah, exactly.
1: Something that I did when I started my journey, I was in Bali. I didn't have a lot of budget. So joining a co-working space would be really, that was expensive for me at the time because, you know, I didn't earn that much that I would just like spend money. So what I did instead is that I joined a co-working space for one month. So that was my investment. And I showed up to every single event, to like the talks, to the fun stuff, to the parties. I made a ton of friends. And then I passed my subscription, I met so many people. So I only did one month of co-working space and that was it. And then later on, I joined again and then I joined another co-working space. But if you don't have a lot of budget and you're lonely or you're alone in a city, it is worth like joining a co-working space that has a lot of traction for at least a month just to you know get familiar and then you can go back working from home. But then at least you get some contacts and you meet some people.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's important to to share this because it took me a long time to realize that in different cities, there's some different groups. So for example, in Barcelona, they have this Discord group where like everybody's there, the community is there. So you can chat with people and say like, hey, let's work into this coffee shop this week. Mm-hmm. So in Buenos Aires, for example, we have a WhatsApp group in Lisbon. I know that they use a lot of Facebook groups. Yeah. So just keep in mind, like, just go into like, Facebook or Google and, or ask anybody like the CD plus digital nomads. And I'm sure that this information is going to... That's a up. great
1: tip. Yeah, that's really good. And you traveled alone as a, as a female and it's like then you have different needs. You also think about safety. Can you share some of your experiences and what you would recommend to other female solo travelers?
0: This is a good one because I feel like I... Because I come from Argentina, which is not the most... So I feel like growing up here, it gave me so many tools that I'm like, I'm ready for anything. I developed that sensing of how dangerous this is. Like I have to make sure I always keep my health, my passport, my money, my card. Before I started, I had all of these fears in my mind, like real fears of the worst thing that could happen to me nothing happened. Nothing happened to me. And again, it's because I took the necessary actions for that not to happen. It was a combination for like me being prepared, choosing the right location, being lucky. But, but I want to share this because I had all of these fears. And when I stepped out there, it wasn't comfortable, but it was safe. Well, how did you handle these fears? Did you like write
1: them down and then say like, this is my fear and this is how I could take measurements to feel safe or, or measures? Like, how did you deal with that?
0: Yeah, I tried to be very specific to write it down. What's my actual fear? Because like right now I have a huge gray cloud on my mind, which is like, <laughs> I'm afraid. So it's like, what are you exactly afraid of? So if we know we can take action about it and we can take precautions, like get a a health insurance, because in my my example, I always get sick no matter where I am. And when you start traveling, things like missing your flight, losing your connection, uh, your baggage get lost. That happened to me several times. So I'm I'm always make sure I have my insurance and that's going to be covered. Yeah. So again, understand where you're coming from, where are your fears, and take some action to minimize yeah, that's the pain really good advice. It. Yeah. And and this is also why like these
1: conversations with fellow nomads are so extremely important because it it's not glamorous. Like this is really not glamorous. Oh, no. But it's so no, it's important. Not. It's so important. Yeah. And while you're traveling, what are like useful
0: routines that you follow? to help you with this lifestyle? Yeah, I have a ton of this. Because at the beginning, as you can imagine, traveling in different cities, cultures, they have different types of food, different weather. All of that affects your health, your productivity. So at the beginning, it was like all over the place. But with time, I got better at this. So I'm always making sure that I sleep, drink three liters of water every day. But to me, I started swimming, oh. which makes it a little bit more challenging for a nomad to get a pool. But I love it. And I have my journal. Um, I try to be very, very specific, but also keep the gratitude flowing because it, it makes me realize how lucky I am, but also like how hard I work for all of this.
1: Yeah, love that. I did that as well. Well, I do it, but I do it while I'm walking. I'm not like keeping a journal because I had so many journals. And then your luggage gets really heavy. So <laughs> I did the journals but I'm actively grateful. I go for a morning walk. Um in our last week's uh, episode, I talked with another nomad. Also talked about how important it is to find
0: places that work for your values. Yeah. It's so important to know what you want and what do you need and look for it. Yeah. yeah. And
1: what about your work? Is there anything else that you do to make working online more pleasurable.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's amazing, but it takes a lot of processes and energy to do it right. So a couple of things that that I do that it's so important to me is that because I usually work with people from different countries, culture. Mm -hmm. So I always over communicate. I'm always trying to make sure that I'm clear enough on what i'm thinking about so everything has to be written down everybody can work mostly whenever they want to but avoid micromanagement just have everything available for everybody so all the resources all the information everything has to be online so people can keep working and we don't we avoid bottlenecks general.
1: yeah so with my clients everything is in the clouds you can always access anything. We record the majority of our meetings, even if it's just for myself, for mental notes. Yeah, and, and flexible work schedules is also really important. I think that also when you're looking for a remote job, if if you want flexibility in your day, you need to search for a job that allows you to have flexible schedules.
0: But I, I guess it also depends on your personality. So again, just keep in mind what you want. Yeah. Um, try to find a company that matches your values. Exactly.
1: And it all leads to that, to your own values. No matter if you're searching for a job, your next moment location, or where you're making friends. like You really need to know what is important for you. What do I want? Where do I want to go? Knowing what you want is, is the core. How I do it is my way. How you do it is your way. And, and it's nice that in this life, so you can find your own way. I would love to end this part of the episode with maybe a a big nomad fuck-up that you actually experienced and you're like, oh my God, like this was no bueno. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah, I have a great story about this. So it wasn't my fuck-up, but it was part of the whole fucked up situation. So it was my first nomad destination. It was New York. So I got into this... It was a huge concert with great artists. And I was crazy to see Janet Jackson and The Weeknd. So I was at the bottom of the crowd and I saw people running towards me. And then I got like scared. Imagine 60,000 people running towards you, trying to leave an arena. So I started running with everybody else. I didn't know what was happening. But then I hear someone saying, like, go down. There's someone shooting. What? So for New York or for US, that was a thing that could happen. So it was super, super, super scary moment. So we get out of Central Park and I immediately called my sister I t- and I told her like, hey, I'm fine. And she's like, what are you talking about? Like <laughs> nothing it's on the news. And I'm like, We went, and is the concert still going? And she's like, "Yes, it is playing." Like Janet Jackson is playing. I'm like, "No way! I'm gonna deal with this trauma in a couple of hours, but I'm gonna go back to the concert to see her." (laughs) Was horrendous. Like only thirty percent of the audience was there. There's no one in this arena, so I'm gonna make it to the VIP section to see the weekend. Like I'm not wasting my chance. So I made it through, got to see the first row. And it was incredible. Yeah. So just to close the story, it was a false alarm. There was no shooting. All right. That's an intense story.
1: So um, (laughs) I also asked my guests to
0: ask me one question about the nomad lifestyle. Yeah. Can you share one happy moment that you had as a nomad? I love that question. That's, that's beautiful. I have many, but something actually happened
1: this week. Um, This is so recent. So in short, I started my nomad journey, not knowing that I, that it had a name and that I was a digital nomad. I didn't start with a lot of cash. There was no plan. I wasn't prepared for anything. And I started with jobs that didn't pay so much. Anyhow, this week, however, I was sitting in my kitchen working with my boyfriend and we hired someone to help us cooking because we're very, very busy at the moment. And as I was sitting in the kitchen table, I was just looking at the whole scene and this lady was so sweet. And then I, I felt like I I kind of made it for myself. I started with no money, like 20 euros in my bank account, not knowing how I'm going to pay my rent to a couple of years later where i run several businesses i'm not six figures or anything like it's not like a fancy thing but i was just really proud and grateful that i reached it to the point that i am comfortable that i'm happy that i share my nomad life with someone that has sim- similar values there's two two nomad cats they're like walking around and those are like my babies now like everything was just so beautiful and i felt really grateful for the skills that i've developed for the people around me for the community so that was a uh, very recent yeah all right if people want to follow your journey or uh, learn
0: more about what you're doing where can they find you first of all linkedin magali bejar you're gonna find me there on instagram it's mag bejar but also um I want to share the podcast show that it's called Tiene que haber algo más. I'm going to send you the link so yes. you can um, help the Spanish speaking audience um, on starting this whole journey, and the meetup group if you happen to be in Buenos Aires that it's EA Digital Nomads
1: yeah so um for everyone who's listening right now i we will add all of this information in the show notes so if you go to slash podcast you will find this and then all the links are there thanks so much this was such a nice episode (laughs) thank you for having me